It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. You know, I think with what we were talking about, um, some of your teachings on, you know, what's going on on the world stage and war and impending things, I think this question that Rachel sent in previously, uh, this might be a really good time to ask this one. And uh, she might not even remember asking it, but it's something that I've wanted to ask for a while and it Mm -hmm. feels timely. So this question from Rachel is, why do children die? Is it so others can learn? And what are the different reasons for a death like that? So, you know, as we're seeing the women, children, just, you know, all kinds of people uh, dying from these things. Obviously, there are other types of deaths, too, where children die in tragic ways and some are born and, and then die frequently or, or quickly. Um, so can you just expand on that whole concept as like, you know, break it down or however you want to tackle yeah, it? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so this is obviously a very deep question. We could easily spend a few hours on this question alone. And I have spent a few hours on this question alone in the past with different groups along my travels. Um, So I'll answer it this way here for today. First, it's important to understand that the soul is in charge. And whether that child is two years old or that child's a young adult and 23 years of age. That soul is still, has some say as to what's going to happen. In our world, when we see an infant, we think the infant, the infant is completely helpless. On a physical level, that would be true. It is helpless. But on a spiritual level, it might actually be more powerful than we are. But we're not really taught this. Our education is such to this point in time where that's just been kind of removed from the higher teachings as to what's really going on here. An example of this would be is when a soul enters, it looks like the soul's entered and the soul's here to stay for the next 80 years. And what you might not be aware of, the soul has made a decision to come but the soul perhaps hasn't made its decision, or as I often say to many of you who come to my classes, it's not just making a decision, but then the next part of the pro. well, I'm gonna ask you, I want you to type in the word in the chat. We've done this many times before together as a group. Cody got it right away. Thank you, Cody. Um, that the first, it's not just making the decision, it's then resolving the decision. So, A lot of people think that, you know, they've had so much resistance around making a decision to do something in their world. Then they finally make the decision, but nothing opens up for them yet. Well, it hasn't opened up for them yet because now they got to go to the next part of the process, which is to resolve the decision. And to resolve the decision can be just as tough as it was to make the decision in the first place. 
In fact, it can even be tougher. It can take longer depending on who this individual is and what they're dealing with. So I'm using that, of course, in this case as an example to what I'm about to say next. And that is when you as a soul or we as a soul enter into this physical dimension, uh, some of us as souls have made the decision and have already resolved the decision that we're going to be here for X. And believe it or not, there are some souls that have only just made the decision. They haven't yet resolved. And it could be that they're operating out of a place of wisdom because maybe they're coming into a shaky situation or maybe they're coming in. Um, and again, this is where it gets, starts to get deeper, right? But maybe they're coming in to resolve a chunk of the, their last chunk of karma. And to resolve that last chunk of karma, what they're going to do is they're going to be in service to whoever these, the, this parent is, or these parents are, or this family is, by they're going to come in, they're going to make a decision, and then they enter in. And as they enter in, because they have not yet resolved the decision, or possibly they have resolved the decision that they're only going to be here for three years, or they haven't resolved the decision yet, because when a soul comes in, a soul has all of us as a soul. We all have a certain amount of time from the moment we're conceived to the moment we resolve. <clears throat> and I'm not going to get too deep into this here today, but suffice to say, you have a lot more than nine months. But yet the world looks at it, partly because their education is such. <clears throat> or their lack of education is such where they think because that uh, soul was conceived that that soul has not only decided <clears throat> but that soul is completely resolved which means that soul is to be living here for the next 10 decades and that might not be the truth of the soul it might be that the soul decided for whatever its reasons, but has purposely left that window open because as a soul, you're allowed to keep the window open for a period of time, which is longer than your nine months when you're in your mother's womb. Actually, you don't even enter into your mother's womb at point of conception. I mean, again, this could go real deep, right? There's a whole process of when you're conceived to when you actually enter in, uh, to when you ultimately resolve your decision. As I said, some souls come in, they're very resolved, and some souls are not as resolved for whatever their reason, and they'll always have a reason. And it'd be very unique to them at soul level. So now when we look at a child who dies, we've got to at least consider that the child who has a soul is a soul, just simply was living in a body, just like you. You're, you're not your body. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. And you have a body. That's it. And yet in this consciousness, in this world here, somehow that all got twisted around to the point of where the amount of confusion that's around this is just absolutely incredible. And so when a child dies at the age of three or the age of five or the age of seven, as sad as that would be for people around that child that care for that child, that love that child, 
and look forward to a bright future with that child. Um, it is a sad moment. There's no question about it. And we're going to drop into grieving and a lot of sadness and all those types of things. Absolutely. And we might misunderstand what's going on here. As in that child, even though we see it as a three and a half year old child, what we maybe don't see, the soul that that child was living in that three and a half year old body. What we don't see is how old that soul was or is. We just right away assume that the whole thing is only three and a half years old. Partly because that's what we've been conditioned here in this collective experience that we're having. And so if we were to consider at least a couple other possibilities here, as in the possibilities that I'm alluding to, you know, the soul maybe has already decided before the soul even began its entry in that this was going to be a three and a half year period because it was there to accomplish a very specific purpose. The purpose gets accomplished and the soul now is free to move on. And then whoever the parents are, whoever the family is, they now have some kind of an experience with that happening. Are they aware of what the experience was for? Possibly not, because again, there's a chance they're going to get caught up in the grieving and the sadness and the shock of it all. And in the what they believe to be a three and a half year old versus a three and a half year old body, but within that three and a half year old body was a very old soul that's been around the block many times and could be possibly ending their life journey or journey of lifetimes in that experience. Or they could be in service as a way to burn off some karma or maybe the last piece of their karma. They could be in service to that family. Or it could be that the soul made the decision to be here, but again, we get a short window of time, much longer than the nine months, we get a short window of time where if we choose to step out, we can step out rather easily. Because our decision, on purpose in this case, hasn't yet been resolved. Just like in life. One of the reasons why people have such a difficult time resolving a decision that they know in their bones are to make is because to resolve it means you're now in. There's no more getting back out. You're in for the duration, whatever that means, based on the, on the timeline of that decision. You see? So the soul, in its own wisdom, at whatever level it's currently at, it already knows this. Even a younger soul would already know this. So now they have a, at least, we'll just say a small handful of options uh, as a soul or we as souls to choose from. And then out of that, then we sometimes have these experiences where a young person will exit earlier. Um, now in that, there can be another possibility too. There can be a possibility of such a thing of... Um, you know, something going overboard, somebody making a boo-boo, like a mistake, uh, that can happen as well. 
uh, that soul could, you, you could say it could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And if that was to happen and they get plucked out of that life and, and they go willingly, then usually they're met with a reward on the other side, an unexpected reward. So even though we're here and we're suffering because we've lost our child, but they, as a soul, are not suffering at some point. In fact, they're, they sometimes can be quite happy and, uh, and very content. And then if they come through to share with whoever the parents were, you don't have to worry about me anymore. That was all done on purpose, or maybe there was a mistake made, but we got over it and I'm in a real good place now and so on and so forth. And, you know, that type of thing is a way to help the parents to get a deeper understanding of what potentially really occurred here. So the parents can at least move beyond the grieving state, the state of just feeling so sad or being so stricken by that sadness and possibly getting stuck there for too awful long, you know? So anyhow, hopefully that answers um, at least some of the question here for Rachel today. Yeah, I hope so. I know we had several other questions that were asked. I mean, this is a topic we could stay on for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But I just want to tell you, Dale, that that really helped me because I have been perplexed for years over um, a nephew that I had. He was when he was born, parts of his organs were on the outside of his body. Long mm -hmm. story short, he had like 20 something surgeries by the time he was two years old. Mm -hmm. And then when he was about six, he uh, set a fire in a trailer and mm -hmm. him and another sibling of his died horribly. And it mm -hmm. was like, it was, you know, for all these things that happened to him, it seemed like he was never meant to be here. And so your explanation really um, makes a lot of sense because mm -hmm. the journey that everybody in the family had to take from that mm -hmm. and where my brother got to after that tragic thing happened to him, my brother became one of the most amazing inspirational people for everyone around him. And I know that had to have affected him and impacted him because it devastated him for years, but he overcame it and became an inspiration. So mm. your story just really, that, that, that explanation really touched my heart based on what happened to my family. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and that's the idea is that as we access the truth, you know, there's a whole nother meaning for truth, greater truth, deeper truth. It, it's, it's, it's designed to set us free from something, set us free from the way we've been thinking or setting us free from the way we've been feeling that, you know, maybe we just didn't have the whole picture in this regard. And then all of a sudden we get the whole picture and now we start to become freed of that whole experience um, because ultimately we're all to be moving to the next part of our journey anyways whatever that is, whether we're in this life experience, moving to the next part of our journey while we're here in life, or we're on the other side, so to speak, and we're to be moving to the next part of our journey there. Um, we are to be constantly evolving. And there are just so many areas here in life where we can get stuck. And we often have, we just get stuck and then we just spin around that same thing for the next who knows how many years or decades until something comes along or someone comes along to help really illuminate what that might be instead of what we thought it was. And then in that might be, then that person begins to resonate with something like, holy cow, this is probably what it was. 
And then next thing you know, you start to be freed from this experience that you've been in around this experience that you had with one of your loved ones, you know, some time ago. And so um, many times why we get stuck in this stuff because we lack the understanding uh, of what really actually occurred here. And we're operating through this limited vision that we think is the be all end all. And in those types of scenarios, it's not the be all end all. Um, in other words, there's more to understand about situations. So I would close this out by saying this, that when these types of things happen, if we can remember moving forward, that um, there's a reason for everything. In fact, I'm going to go on and stretch that a tad and say, there's at least a reason for everything. There's at least one reason for everything. Nothing, regardless of what that is, can happen without it having a reason behind it for it to actually happen. That reason is found in the causal, causal world, the world of cause. And that world cause is inside of you. That world of cause is inside of that other person, whoever that other person is, or that animal, that pet, uh, our favorite horse, or our favorite dog, or our favorite cat, or our favorite bird, and so on. Um, that reason always exists. Not because I say so. It's rather, it, this is governed by a universal law. It must exist in order for whatever that is that's just happened to actually happen. Wow. Words of wisdom. Well, we're going to try to remember that going forward as we see more children dying and it feels like it's unjust. So thank you, Dale. And thank you, Rachel, for the great question. Yes, absolutely. And you're welcome. You are welcome. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you, 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. In it, you'll find 12 simple ways explained to you in exact step-by-step -step fashion that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at dalehalawaycom forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.